welcome to the Reformers Blog Podcast, a podcast to encourage the beloved saints in becoming reformers, because being reformed is not enough. A Call to Be a Reformer by Michael Tankis. The culture here in America has degraded down to the point where it can be reasonably said that God, at this moment, is pouring out His wrath upon us. As we see in scripture, one way God displays his wrath is by letting us go further into our destructive sinfulness. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Romans 1:24. The wrath of divine abandonment is not simply when God turns his back from society, but rather when he withholds a portion of his grace no longer restraining us from the fulfilling of our sinful desires. Of course, there is still a measure of grace to be found, for the nation is still standing. But that is only because our God is a long-suffering God. Though He currently is withholding the wrath we deserve as a nation, we must recognize that we are only building up greater condemnation upon ourselves as we continue to go full speed towards our doom. Metaphorically speaking, It is as if we jumped from a high place and now falling towards a slab of concrete. But God, in his grace, decides to move the slab of concrete further away, allotting to us a greater amount of time before we hit the floor and be broken into a thousand pieces. This allotted time is truly grace, as the Lord is giving us more time to see the floor and repent of our jumping, and he would then, as promised, catch us before we hit the ground. However, for those who do not repent and look to Christ, if anyone knows how gravity works, this greater distance only allows for the speed of the one falling to be increased, thereby hitting the floor with an even greater impact. But unlike this metaphor, the individual will feel the immensity of the impact for eternity. Just as in similar fashion to the Amorites, the Lord is waiting until our iniquity is complete, Genesis 15:16, before he makes America no more than an ash heap. If we keep heading down this route of degradation, it is not if the Lord will strike us down, but when. Every great empire falls. Where is Babylon? Where is the Roman Empire? The Soviet Union or the Ottoman Empire? All of these quote-unquote great empires rose and fell by the hand of God, Job 12:23, And America is no different. It was raised by the grace of God, and it is God who sustains it until the day he deems that it would be of greater value as a pile of rubbish. All these empires that have collapsed under his feet have one thing in common. Their foundation and strength were found in a false god, a weak idol. Though the United States was born out of what is referred across the pond as the Presbyterian Revolt, and for a short time was in the blessing of the Lord, being a beacon to surrounding nations, today it stands only as an example of what happens when a nation has trampled underfoot the Son of God, profaning the blood of Christ, by turning to the false gods of humanism, secularism, and subjective moralism. How much greater will the punishment be for we, who were once built on Christian values and have turned away, Hebrews 10.29. However, this is only a potential possibility. 
As long as the United States is standing, there is hope for America's future. The destruction of the U.S. is only one of two potential prospects for America's future. The first, as I referenced above, is its complete utter destruction. Though America may pride itself on freedom, liberty, and our sense of democracy, freedom is only found in Christ. Liberty is only grounded upon His blood, while democracy, including democratic republic, is simply a euphoric fallacy, as demos, man, is too corrupt to be creating laws based off of their own subjective standard. I'll save the explanation of this last remark for another blog post. As the wonderful hymn, All Glory Be to Christ, goes, quote, Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive, unless the Lord does build the house, in vain its builders strive, end quote. No matter how hard we fight and strive, if the Lord so desires to bring down this nation, then there is nothing that mankind can do to stop it. At this point, I won't even try to guess as to how he would bring this about. Civil war, external attacks, hellfire and brimstone from heaven, nothing is outside of his options. And he would be retaining his attributes of being loving, gracious and just while removing all of us from the face of the earth. This is because he'd be showing his love for the 60 million plus babies that have been legally slaughtered since Roe vs. Wade, and he would be exceedingly gracious to all the surrounding countries by the means of our destruction by preventing any further influence of our paganistic, blasphemous, and perverse ways. All this would be just because we are deserving of nothing but his wrath for sinning against the standard of what is eternally loving, beautiful, and good. But praise be to God, there is a second, more optimistic possibility for America's future, that God in his extraordinary mercy would be gracious enough to bless our nation with the gift of repentance and would thereby possibly turn and relent. He may turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. Jonah 3, 5, 10. If the Lord was able to bring the entire nation of Nineveh, including their king, to repentance with a single evangelist who was even unwilling to go and desired not for their salvation, how much more could the Lord do for America with all the saints that are within it? We, the saints, must preach the law and gospel and pray for reformation, desiring to make our nation a disciple of Christ kissing the sun lest he be angry and we perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little blessed are all those who put their trust in him psalm 2:12. we who are the light in the world we who are the salt of the earth we who are the feet and body of christ are called to this wondrous end to reform the world and the culture thereof through the power of his word, by discipling the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all the things the Lord has commanded us. Matthew 28, 19. So go, be not ashamed of the gospel and boast proudly of your victorious King. Wherever you go, whatever you say or do, live for him, speak of him, give all glory and honor with thanksgiving to him. And lastly, die for him. If it is not for his glory, it is of no value. Be of good courage, even when you are alone in the home or workplace, standing firm upon his word, his truth, his standards. Though despised you may be by those of the world, 
For your Lord sees you and is pleased as a father delights in his child. Blessed are thou feet who go and preach the good news. The Lord goes before you and will smite your enemies by the power of his word. Being reformed is not enough. Be a reformer. Pray and work to bring about reformation for God's glory and his kingdom. If you were encouraged by this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it to other reformers. If you feel so inclined to support in other means, check out reformersgear.com. That's reformersgear.com. Here you'll find merchandise of all sorts to help promote the reformation of culture for God's kingdom and glory. Thank you for all your help. Portions of proceeds will help support missions. God bless.